Should you get your child into acting? And if you did, how would you do it? Today, we're going to talk about it. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Hello, everyone. We are here to talk about what so many parents in this town and surrounding towns and actually all over the country, if I'm correct, or all over the world, come to this town. Different worlds. Different worlds. Ooh, you're such a comic book. You're just a comic book person. Okay. So they come to try to get their children into acting. And we're going to discuss the ins and outs. There's some, you know, bad, bad labels for child actors and things like that. But if you do it, in a way that is healthy for the child and the family, it can be great for everyone. So we are going to talk about that today, and we have a very special guest, Miss Lisa Picot, Mrs. Sorry, Lisa Picot, who is the owner and founder of Lisa Picot's Young Is it Young Actor Studio? Young Actor Workspace. Young Actor Workspace. Oh, I love a workspace. Yes, yes, and we're going to discuss, you know, the ins and outs and how to do it in a healthy, positive way, Agreed. as uh, you know, opposed to the pushy stage mom that's such a characterization in uh, what people's view. Of child actors are so as always we have miss phenomenal roxy stryer my co-host hi sean good to see you and mr fantabulous jeff graham in the booth very interested in this show i know very very little about child acting so i'm on the edge of my seat yes and again my special guest lisa picot hello so we are going to talk about that but before we do i'd like to talk about my week and we're just going to do do we have the one from last week, Jeff? We did ask you to save it. Oh, I might have dropped the ball on that one, guys. Oh, but it's because right. I wanted to see the live version. I oh, prefer it that way. He spun it. I he also, spun it in his I favor. love how you phrased that, that you like to talk about your week. Really, you're like the most humble person, and we beg you to talk about your week. We're what like, Sean, tell what? us what happened this week. You're like, I like to talk about my week. That's not what happened. Wait, what do you mean? Like, the audience wants to hear about your week. I want to hear about your week. I just see. you like to I talk see. about it. Oh, right, right, right. So <laughs> I, sh- I should spin it more, what? confidently? Or? Yeah. Well, now I want to tell you about my week because no. as 30 years an actor, I feel like it could be beneficial for you guys. See, Lisa and I come from a long line of acting background where it's kind of embarrassing to talk about yourself that way. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a little... That's the one hosting thing that I've had the hardest time with. Jeff and Roxy have been hammering me for months to just, you know, own it. That's more. why we have Maria do your intro because you need somebody else to say this yes. is all. The, I mean, you're a huge character actor, Sean. I've been around for a long time, and every week's an adventure. Let's find out what happened this week. There we go. There baby. we go. Am yeah. I better? How's that? I loved it. Okay. So, what did I do this week? So, I. It's a little slow right now. Uh, the, a lot of series have ended. It's kind of a lull before some of the summer shows pick up. Um, people are waiting to see what sh- networks are picking up what. Um, so it's a little slow. So this is always a really good time to check in and reevaluate your material. So what I did, I went on a great hang with my manager, Gary. I totally believe 
that when you're in front of your agents and managers, it totally helps. It makes them remember you, even though they do, but like sitting with them. We, my girlfriend and I went up to their house, and we had a wonderful dinner and sat out by a bonfire for a few hours, and Gary and I just totally reconnected. And how does that happen, Sean? Do you reach out to your manager and you say, hey, Gary, I would like to hang out. I want to spend some time with you, or do you wait till he reaches out to you? We've been saying the Hollywood, like, we got to hang out for a while, and this is my motto if you say we need to get together and don't make plans, it's not really saying you need to get together. You have to say what nights are good. And so we kept on saying, well, how about next week? And then he'd travel and something like that. And then finally, the day I woke up, I said, I, I just have, Sheen and I were talking. We ha- I have to get together with him. He texted me that morning and said, dude, we've got to get together. It's been too long. So weird. weird so universe. we got together, made the plans, and he cooked, taught me how to cook fish, which I did not know. What kind of fish? It's all of- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oil, garlic salt, four minutes per side is what he told me. So was this a white fish? White fish. Mm, but he Different said it than works salmon, with, Sean. Different he than said salmon. same as salmon. He well, said four minutes, sear it side to side, and then cover it for five to ten on the thing. With depends the how you like it cooked. I don't know. He said he likes the crunchy outside. Yeah, oh, me too. So that was the thing. Okay. I'm All coming right, next so, time. But then, and then, so when I said to him, I said, is there anything I can do? To, to help my auditions at this point, he said, like, let's make sure that your reel is up to date and new pictures. Last week, we had the photographer, Yvonne Brady, on the show, and I already talked to her. We're having breakfast tomorrow. I'm getting new headshots. Tomorrow you are? No, no, no. We're going to meet tomorrow for breakfast, and we're going to plan when I'm going to do it. It's going to be in a few weeks because I'm fatter in the face and I have less hair on my head. Since I took my last headshot, so you want to wait. So you want to so, wait a few weeks so that you can get skinnier in the face and get more hair, or you want to? <laughs> no, because she's booked. Oh, so okay. She okay. just. Booked. I don't know if, like, fingers crossed. Maybe in a like, few weeks. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 So we well, did I do that. that though. I work out before my headshots. Like, if I've been slacking for a couple really? of weeks and I know I have headshots and I want to present myself How the way that I usually go. How can you work out in? your face to get it looking better for a headshot, though? When you lose weight, you lose weight in your face. All right. It's, for me, it's also sadly you, you retain, the last place you know, water weight, salt, all of those things. Wow. So making You're sure good. that I try. I don't do that, and so casting directors don't expect me to. Mm-hmm. So I won't. <laughs> so um, I won't. And uh, <laughs> then I made sure that my latest clip from Magnum PI, which I aired in January, I. Got it figured out. We bought it on iTunes, got the clip. I edited it nice and tight. So you you purchase it, and then what? You have I to screen cap it? I purchase it and kind of pull it into, yeah, you kind of screen cap it, put it into oh, like a Wondershare app or something like that. And then you put it in an iMovie, and I cut out my scene and Do you have to call them it. and ask for that, or you're fine? Well, I purchased it, so I don't really know. I was going to, because we were having some technical problems, and I'm having the uh, drinks with the producer of the show in a few weeks. So I was going to just call his assistant and say, can you send me the clip or tell me how to get it? But we figured it out, and then I looked at it and thought, okay, I'm going to trim it, trim it, because you want more of you, less of them. 
And I made it nice and tight and sent the clip, and they're putting it up on uh, casting websites. And they're also – I edited it into my reel, got rid of an old independent movie, put a new current television show. That's another thing, current. And bigger the show, bigger the – you know, you want that stuff up front, current big TV shows as opposed to – you know, a small independent from a few years ago, which is what I did to replace it. So. And then you put that reel on YouTube? On... Uh, we, they have it. I have it. They have it. And then you can put it on Vimeo. And Who's then, they? Uh, my agents and managers. Okay. So if they have, a, you know, a part and they say, oh, you need, let me look at his reel, they'll send them the link and they'll show it to them on Vimeo. Or if they just say, hey, it's a comedy, they're going to just have clips. They have all do that now. They're all separate. They'll just send them the comedy clips. And sometimes you want to have one for drama, one for comedy. But a lot of times they'll just take a clip of a certain show and just send it because it's more So do you recommend, the Sean, then not putting it up on your website or not putting it up on YouTube? Yes, you, or abs- you should put you it everywhere. A, right. If you have a website, like I'll probably put up my new reel on Facebook in a couple of days. A lot of people do that just to show people. And on my website, I have a t- or on my Facebook, I have a lot of horror fans and independent horror filmmakers, so it's all good. Great. So that's Quick question related did. to that, Sean, if I may, real yes, quick. Yes, sir. Um, just with real footage, you mentioned it's great to be current, which I totally understand because yes. agents, agents and casting directors want to see that you are booking now. Is it better to have like a really current project where you're not featured much, but it's in there for the name? Like if you're on Stranger Things, but you only have one line, do you want to have that in there just to signpost that you are on that show, even if it's not a great feature? I'm going to throw that to you, Lisa. What do you think? It'll be on IMDb, so it doesn't matter. Meaning? That your credit will be posted on IMDb, so when they go to look at you, your reel is there and your credits. So, so it, you're covered is what I'm saying. So, so you don't sh- need to put it in your reel or you should? I would not if it's one line. I would not. I would just have it on your – it would be accounted for. I see. Do you, you understand what she's saying? It's going to be listed there anyway as a credit. That's right. But in terms of an acting reel, which what Lisa's saying is there's not enough acting to really right. showcase you don't yourself. Wanna, you don't want him to say, oh, why did he just get a line? Right. It's why a good only a line? Is he so, an extra? Is he a background actor? Exactly. Did yeah. they throw him a bone? You yeah. don't want to do that. No. Right, right, right. But if it's a big part, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Post it everywhere. Get a billboard. Yeah. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, that was my week. And the the takeaway is always reevaluate when it's slow and make yourself current and sellable. So when it picks up again, you're nice and ready to go. Get all your ducks in a row for duck season. What was that for? Why would the ducks have to be in a row? Um, Because you got to follow the next one across the pond, Sean. That was very committed and so not the answer. Mm. It just isn't. That's well, not the uh, answer. Because in 1917. Isn't the ducks in a row? No, wait. The ducks in a row isn't that like the shooting gallery, right? Mm. You have to get them all up into shooting gallery. But how are you going to get them in that row? And also, that doesn't sound favorable for the ducks. Why would the ducks want to be in that shooting row? I don't row? know. Mr. Fantabulous is in the downtime. You can find out what that means. Okay. On it. <laughs> okay. But before we jump into our topic today, I would love Roxy to talk a little bit about After Buzz. And I wonder if we get it this I week. I don't know. All right. Well, oh, and we hit it with this. This is my amazing theme music this telling you guys about music. After Buzz. Yeah. Yes. They, they wrote it, it just for me. Yeah. It was definitely a couple mil at least for them to get the rights <laughs> to this beauty. After Buzz TV, in case you guys don't know, we are the ESPN of TV talk. We do after shows for all your favorite TV shows. So right now, obviously... 
the biggest one, Game yes, of Thrones. Game of Thrones Where right. do you want to go after Game of Thrones? A lot of yes. shows aren't up until the next day, the next week. We are up that night talking about your favorite shows. Right. Do you have anything that you're loving watching right now? I'm loving um, Fosse and Verdon. Oh, I'm well, sorry. we definitely cover that. I We're definitely doing an after show for that. Verdon. Is it that yeah. good? No. I want to say it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I completely get that. And we have all your favorites, like realities, anything you're watching. So you should check that one I out. I will check that out. But definitely if you're a fan of this show, you're probably a fan of movies, of TV, of content. So look at AfterBuzz TV. Also something you could do amazing for us. If you love the show, rate, comment, subscribe. Why does that matter? Because when you rate and you subscribe, we actually go up in the rankings on iTunes and on YouTube. So that means that more people can find us, which means that we are more likely to be able to stay here and keep giving yes. you guys this content. And when you comment, we know what you guys want us to talk about. Right. So if you write a question, so say you do have a kid and you're wondering if they should be involved and you, and you want to ask us a question there, that's how we can get back to you on this show. Or you're curious about your reel or more questions on your resume or what you should put in any kind of EPK, then you write those comments and we read those and then we can address them here on the show. So rate, comment, subscribe. We really appreciate it. Nice. It's always the music's gonna fade so beautifully too. That you ready yeah. for this, Lisa? Oh, it's just Gorgeous. so good. It's Gorgeous. like the end of a. Job, it's Jeff. like the end of a beautiful season. But then next week we always get a new season. Yeah, that's true. But that's oh seasons. <laughs> they go round and round. <laughs> so There's let's that get famous it. Song. Mm-hmm. Yes. That famous song. Yes, famous song. Everything has its season. Everything has it. Right. So. <laughs> Okay. I was watching Gwen. Ver- I was watching Fosse and Verdon, and that was they're doing Pippin. So that's the song from Pippin. Ah. So it made me think of it. Wait, Sorry. what's the song from Pippin? The season song. Everything has its season. Everything oh, okay. has its time. Oh. Show me a reason. Yes, girl. Am I the only? She's Miss you, Musical Theater. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. Slay. Okay. So, so before we do that, we're going to quick background of how we met. So I have. Did a show, 30 years, got my SAG card a few weeks ago. And the reason I got my SAG card was because I did a commercial for Caboodles. And there was two other people there who I just ran into, this this woman, Julie, Julie, that was on the set with us. And David Kaufman, a young David Kaufman, who was so great to me. It was so funny. We found the commercial. We posted it on Facebook like a year ago. And I wrote to da- really quickly. I was like, David, it was so cool. Look at this way back in the day. You were so cool to me. I loved it. So just, you know, checking in a few hours later and like, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything. And I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And so I it spell checked and it said, you were so cold to me on oh. the set. And I was like, oh, no, I don't want David to think that. So, so what did you do? I, I wrote it and he, <laughs> I corrected. I was like, no, I meant cool. I meant cool. And he just laughed. He goes, oh, I just hadn't seen it. No, it was a blast. You know, he never That's funny. He never saw it. And I, I thought for sure I had what offended him. What an aggressive him. thing to write. I know. You were, you were so, so cold, cold to me. me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he was. He was fantastic. So David and I kept in touch. And then when did you guys start dating? Were you, you weren't some. Uh, that commercial was in, good lord, so thirty eighty nine. We're putting pieces together. So you were on set. You were shooting a commercial with, with your husband. husband. Yes. Okay. Who was not your husband at the time? No. Got it. I'm not sure. Depends were you on... guys dating? Wait, I don't. Know. It, it would be eighty nine. We, we got married in ninety. You got married in ninety. So you guys were dating. Yes. So then when we, came, I must have come back to town. We got together a few times. We became friendly, and then you know. 
Lisa and I actually worked together on a show, which we'll talk about at the end. So Ooh. we're going to tease you with that. Good tease, um, Sean. That's but I wanted to bring Lisa in here because this is such a tough thing. And, and Lisa started this amazing school, and I've only heard she's got amazing uh, alumni on TV shows all over the networks. She's a fantastic teacher. But when I started to read your page, I was so amazed by your background and your in Vegas doing you know, child acting. Can you tell us a little about that and yes. how that helped you learn the right way to do it? Um, okay, so I beg, first of all, uh, to start this off, I think that anyone that wants to do acting, any child, and I was a child when I begged and begged and begged and begged my parents to please let me do it. So okay. I think that is the first requisite. So listen, they really want to do it. And it I has did, to come from them. Absolutely. And I... I Okay. We didn't have social media. We didn't have sure. – I didn't know how to go to an audition. Sure. And I just remember looking in the newspaper, and they posted auditions under our community board in our newspaper. Wow. And there was an audition for this children's group. And I said to my parents, yeah, that. I'm doing it. And okay. they're like, okay. So I remember I got all glammed because okay. I was going to be – I didn't even know what an audition was, but I knew I needed to look good. Right. How did you get smart. all glammed? You were like, like mom, wore, dad, help no, me. No, 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 no. I just wore a dress. And, you know, when you're a tomboy, that's a big deal. And I had oh, I didn't wedgies, know you were a tomboy. wedgie sandals. I didn't wedgies. know you were a tomboy. Yeah, I was a tomboy. And I think I pulled my hair back. I probably took a shower, which is always <laughs> good a good thing. Good for you, girl. And so, you know, just spiffing it up. And I showed up. And there were like 300 kids auditioning for wow. this, this children's theater group. And this is in Vegas, right? Yes. Okay. And um, I got in. I was wow. one of ten kids that they picked. Wow. What, do you, what do you do at that point? A monologue? No, I mean, they uh, had. They, I mean, it's so long ago. But they had us do improv. They talked to me, and I was the only girl there dressed in a dress. And I was told later that that made me stand out. Wow. Because of 300 kids. They were all in jeans and cool, like, gauchos and, you know, Farrah Fawcett and vests. Yeah, like, yeah, they were yeah. all cute and all, yeah, like, yeah. 70s. And I was just in my little dress. Right. And and I wasn't trying to be anything. I just thought you had to look nice because it was an audition. Right. You know, I, I didn't know. So I got picked. But that children's theater ended up being uh, chosen as the best children's theater in the United States three years in a row. Yeah, I So it was that. kind of for that for that time and that place – it was a big deal. We were in People Magazine and all that. Wow. They came out. So in that company, we produced five plays a year. Right. The children did everything. We did the sets. We did the costumes. We did and with adult supervision. Of, of course. course. Yeah. Uh, we acted in the plays. We were the stage managers. We were the ushers. We did everything. So by the time I was like 16, I had either been in or produced 70, 80 shows. So children means under 18? Under or 18. Okay. You had eight-year-olds running spotlights. Wow. You had 10-year-olds making the costumes. You had and, – and, yes, there were adults supervising us. But if we said, oh, I think Glenda's dress should be like this, they'd be like, let's do it. Wow. And, like, they let us have our creative input. So autonomy. You had yes, some autonomy. Yes, it was, it was a rep company for kids. Wow. Unrelated to school. So this Unrelated was after school. school. After school. But those kids became my best friends because sure. those are the ones I spent every waking moment with from the second school, the school bell ended. Right. The second I fell asleep at night. So I was five right. days a week. Five days a week. Wow. I was with these kids. And then if we were in production and there was a show going on, um, we had to be there that, every yeah. single show yeah. to do whatever our job was or be in it, depending on what. Wow. It was like a rep company for kids. That's so, so great. It was the best training ever. I loved every second of it. I right. still have friends and friendships from that time. Yeah. And um, it was, it was a, I, I mean, I just keep coming up with it. It was blessed. 
Yeah. It was just a blessed childhood. Did you ever come home and say to your parents at any point, I don't want to do this anymore, or this is too hard, or I just want to be normal and hang out with my friends after school? No, 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 no. 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 You just wanted to be there. Nope. I did remember that there was times when, you know, the the season that was picked, maybe there wouldn't be shows for me. Right. So I'd go audition for outside stuff, and I'd get cast and all the outside stuff. And the lady that ran the program was like, you can't do that. And I'm like, well, then you better use me. I'm out. <laughs> like, like I'm working. I'm working. Like, I'm going to always learn and try. And I would just do, like, I didn't care what it was. I just wanted to learn and be there. I could be chorus. I didn't care. I just wanted to have the experience learn and and also they cast adults in the adult roles and kids in the kids roles so I was learning from adults too like there were really good actors like I just I loved every second of it and I highly recommend that yeah yeah it feels like you went through the same experience that I did when I I had Mindy Sterling in here from the Groundlings a few weeks ago she was my mentor and she was such a great teacher that when I got the opportunity to teach at Studio 4, there's just a feeling of, boy, the warmth and the fun that Mindy had in all our classes. I just want to be like that. Is that what helped you inspire? Like that that wonderful experience you had well, as I, a young I, kid? Did that help you when uh, you were thinking about doing your school? Yes. I know what I needed. Okay. And that's what I try to be. Okay. That's the truth. To give to make sure I that the kids get. I know what I needed get. as a kid. And some of those things were met and some were not. And that's okay. okay in a professional situation. So I try to give. And I also try to remember how would I want my own children to be treated. Right. So that's what I try to remember. But I'm tough. I'm tough. I'm not as tough as the woman that ran the company that I was in. Okay. <laughs> but I'm tough. I'm Can you tough. talk about a couple of those things that you needed and didn't need? Well, I think... Um, uh, as in any group or school, yeah. there's favorites. And I don't think I was one of them for a while. And then I think I got to be one of them because okay. I worked really hard and I got right. better. I took it really seriously. And I think that stands for something. But I needed to – I just needed an outlet. I needed yeah. an outlet. I needed to be a part of something. Right. And I needed to have positive reinforcement. And okay. I think that's what I got. Yeah. Eventually. It didn't always start. When I say eventually, because you don't always come into a company and get the roles you want. And right. you, don't, you sometimes have to go sweep the floors and have to go clean right. the bathrooms and have to go and you have to earn your way up to the big stuff. And I did. And that took time. And it that's it was a good learning experience about patience yeah. and learning that you got to you got to put in the work and the dues. And do you think that it's important to treat the eight-year-old's different than the 15-year-old's? Of course. Of course. Because an eight-year-old can't handle as much as a 15-year-old can. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I built sets. I had power saws. We're talking wow. little kids. Like, I, yeah. we, I, I made props. I remember sewing, helping the woman that did Gypsy, staying till 1 in the morning, being 11 years old, helping her sew all the costumes. Wow. I just, like, like we were it. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. It. That's great. And it was like we were accountable. Yeah. And you showed up. And you, you didn't mess around. Like, you got your work done. But it gave me a really good work ethic for my life. Right. And I don't, I, I don't treat kids like kids, meaning, of course, they're children. But I, I know that they're capable of so much more than people give them credit for. Because I know what I was told I could do. And right. I did it. <laughs> like, you're going to run a light board. Oh, okay. I'm nine. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, and yeah. I did it. Because they said I could. Do you, and I right. did. Nothing dangerous. You yeah, know, nothing yeah. inappropriate or dangerous, but stuff like, oh, you they they rise to the occasion when you tell them they can. Right. 
Do so. you liken it to sports, kind of, where if there's some uh, sports teams where when you're young, you're running five miles a day every single day, and they're telling you that you have to practice this kind of shot a hundred times and all of that? Do you think it's similar well, and does similar things for kids or no? I think to be a master at anything is 10,000 hours. Right. So be a master at basketball, be a master at acting, be a master at karate, 10,000 hours. Right. And I think you do anything 10,000 hours, you're going to be pretty good at it. That's yeah. my... Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, the same philosophy. So when, okay, so, you know, she had a very rich career. Um, she acted and done a ton of theater and stuff like that. What point in your life did you decide you wanted to be a coach and a teacher for young kids? It's really weird. I didn't decide it. Okay. It happened. It happened upon me. It chose me kind of like the mafia. It pulled, okay. <laughs> this is the life you chose. Yeah, no. Pull me. They're pulling me um, in. I was doing a play with a little boy, and I got to be friendly with his mom. And she came to rehearsal one day, and she's like, oh, Michael has an audition. Will you work on it with him? Will you help him? I don't have time to get him coached. And I'm like, okay, sure, sure, sure. So I, I think I pulled him in a dressing room, and I went over sides with him, and it was fine. And then she called me. She's like, he has a callback. Can you work on the new sides for the callback? And I'm like, okay, sure, yeah. sure, sure, okay. And then I think if, if it wasn't that one, it was the next one. He booked it. Wow. And then she's like, can we can we call you next time? And I'm like, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. And then they started sending their friends. Wow. And then their friends started sending their friends. And then all those first kids started getting jobs. And like I was like, I need to charge you because I'm missing. Right. I'm missing, turning my days upside yeah. down to help you now. And I don't even have time to take a shower. Yeah, So yeah. I think I need to charge you now. And, yeah. You know, and I, I was very reasonable. Sure. I still am. But I was very extremely reasonable because I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, okay. Yeah. And then all those first kids – yeah, wanted got to continue. And got movies, and that's how it happened. So that, and wow. I, so it's kind of it was kind of um, organic. That's it interesting. Wasn't something that I picked, it kind of picked me. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, that just shows that you had a knack for it. Obviously, you just didn't know you had a knack for it. And and uh, it seems like a really great school. You have scene study and improv yes. and all different ages, yes. which I saw. Yes. So let's jump into the questions that yes. we, I think that most people ask. So like you said, uh, and maybe this is elaborating or repeating, I, I hope not, but, but how do you know if it's just a hobby versus like wanting to be professional? Um, well, there are certain studios in town that are definitely just for kids that want to act and have fun. Okay. Um, and there's that is absolutely a wonderful thing. Right. My studio is for kids that want to do this professionally. Okay. How do you tell the difference? It's the work ethic. It's okay. if a kid wants it and it has to be their creative outlet. So a professional needs to do this. It's their creative expression. A hobbyist does it because they just enjoy it and they want to have fun. So that's how I would say. Differentiate. Yes. So it has nothing to do at that age of t uh, skill or talent. Well, I think there are some people that are just naturally talented at things. And it can be sports or acting or math. But that right. could still be a hobby. It's not if you are super, if you're amazing at this, it should be Well, like career. I knew I was going to be an actor. I don't know how I knew that. Right. But I knew it. And no is what, that the philosophy you run into with your kids that you're the want to be professional, meaning the same attitude of I want to be an actor, I want to be working? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, and then the ones that aren't sure, you know, they'll maybe they'll get agents or managers and they'll start auditioning and they'll just say this isn't for me. They'll just, right. And that's awesome that they come to it on their own accord. 
Okay. Their own, you know, they get it. They, and and I've talked about this with everybody before. It's not just the acting. It's the acting and the lifestyle. It, yes. And we're going to talk about that, too. So what traits – so I guess you kind of just answered what traits should a child have to be successful in the long term? Creatively, meaning their creative mind and personality and work ethic-wise. Like yes. What are the traits you think a successful child actor would have? They just have to have thick skin. <laughs> They really? just have to have thick skin. Yeah. But that's not just with acting. Okay. That's with life. Like right. when you get a – if you do a test and you, you, you don't study, you're not going to get a good grade. Okay. So you have to say, okay, I'm going to do this, this, and this. I'm going to improve myself. I'm, you don't let a mishap or um, a disappointment take you down. Knock so you down. what yeah. if your child comes to you and says, I want to be an actor. This is what I want. That's and what you my know, you, And you know your yeah. child and you know they do not have thick skin. What do um, you do? I would, oh, if your child does not have thick skin and they came to you and said, I want to be an actor, you know what? It, I would let them do it to try, but it will take care of itself. Okay. Meaning, One way or the other. Be, they'll either thicken either, their skin either or... Either they'll go, okay, this is really hard and I can't handle this. And I'll say, well, this is your decision. Or they'll say, you know what? I'm going to go forward. I'm going to get tougher. I'm just going to push on. So you'll see. It's, 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 there's no real way to tell. It's like trying on, it's like trying a new language or trying a sport. You see if it gels or if it doesn't. And, and it's, if, and I think it, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I, my daughter tried volleyball recently. My daughter did too. She did. She had a really bad coach and a really bad program and it wasn't inspiring in any way, shape or form. So do you think the tenacious kid who really wants to do it if they have a bad teacher or a bad experience, they'll say, well, we just got to find another well, class. It's or so we funny. need to find someone that works for me. My husband in high school, um, my husband's had a really long and distinguished yeah. career, wa- works often and is well-respected. And, yes. uh, and and as you said, this is the nicest guy. Nicest guy in the Yeah. World. He's a good guy. So he had a high school teacher that did not like him and told him – that he shouldn't really go pursue acting. Okay. Okay. So this high school teacher tried to tried to just you know squash him, and they were doing a production of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, and the teacher um, took them all to uh, they let them do this back then. I can't believe it. Let them go to a mental institution to watch some of the inmates so that they could give really authentic okay. performances. Okay. So David didn't have any lines. Of course, the teacher would never give him a part. So he was in kind of in the periphery, and they invited the head of the of the um, institution to come to the play on opening night to say thank you and the guy came and he had an interview with the kids afterwards with the teacher there and and the teacher said so of our actors you know what did you think was there anybody here that you thought really understood you know the play and really understood the psychosis of the characters and he said yes there was one boy in the back there was a boy in the back um he didn't really have any lines but that boy completely captured one of our patients, like he went on and on and on about David, and David just kind of stood there, and the teacher, of course, turned bright red because he just did not like my husband. Right. And anyway, long story short, David came to Hollywood, got a TV series. Yeah. So his hometown paper came to interview him, and they said, "So tell us, who inspired you as an actor?" <laughs> and David kind of paused and said, "And back in your hometown," and he goes, "Well, I can't lie." I was discouraged, and I was told I shouldn't, and that is the headline they used in the newspaper. My high school teacher told me I shouldn't act. Did he ever hear from him? Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> they did send us. They were building a new theater at David's High School, and they did ask all the alumni to make a contribution. Nice. And my husband, <laughs> with my prodding, sent a nickel with a piece of tape on it and said, this is what it was worth to me. Oh, nice. Oh, whoa. I know. Fighting words. So, yeah, I so he, Feisty so what girl. you're saying is that did, just because he had a bad experience, he still knew no, he wanted he knew. to. And, he knew. and if he had listened, I would have never met him. Yeah. If he had listened. Right. So you don't you don't ever tell you don't ever tell a child no. Ever. Life will figure it out. I have some students that I might not think are the most talented, right. but I'm not going to tell them no because if that's their dream, who am I to say? Because kids can get better, kids can improve. It can change. Yeah. So I'm not going to say no. I'm right. not going to be the one they talk about in therapy when they're 40 that <laughs> ruin their dreams. I'm not. It's not going to be me. If you are, if you are a parent and your kid comes to you and says that their acting coach or acting teacher said to them, probably not the best to pursue this. As a parent, should you be concerned letting them pursue it at that point? Well. <sighs> No, I would let them. I'd let them do what their heart wants them to do. Because who are you to say that kid's not going to be a costume designer, or who are you to say that kid's not going to be a TV director, or who are you to say maybe it won't be acting that they put their finger mm. on, but maybe it'll be writing or directing or producing or lighting. Who are we right. to say it's a big river and just let them jump in and see where the river takes them? But I am never going to tell a child no. I will never, you know, squash a kid's dreams. I will never do it. I will try to help that kid be the best kid that that kid can be right. in that moment. That doesn't mean that kid's going to get an Academy Award. That doesn't mean that kid's going to get the lead in the TV series. But maybe that kid will be that kid's personal best for that kid in that day. And that's all you can ask. And learn and yes. learn that they yes. had a work ethic and a really good environment and whatever they go into. Well, the they're going to be good people. Yeah, right, right. So that dovetails nicely into my question. So what's a what's you know we hear about the stage moms, right? We hear about this. What traits should a parent and and this is a parent too, as a, no pun intended. But I was looking at articles and stuff. How it affects the family. And I worked on kids shows on Nickelodeon and stuff. And I heard moms who drove their daughter up from San Diego who were featured backgrounds and TV shows, and the husband and the brother stayed home and you know what traits do you think a parent should have or should try to work towards if their child wants to pursue acting you just have to honestly just drive them stay out right (laughs) just drive them to the auditions or the jobs and just you're their chauffeur there are coaches and agents and managers that will take care of all of the other stuff and that's it Right. And make sure that you're supporting their dream as you would if they want to play soccer, as you would if they Hockey want to be an ice or, skater, yeah. as you would if they want to be a gymnast. Right. You'd support that dream. Right. So I don't see, you know. Do you run into a lot of the typical stage moms? No. That, do they come into you and say, you know, you're not featuring or they want to, you know, do you get a lot of feedback like that from parents? Or do you have some sort of when they come in, you know, a, a sit down with them and say, this is how we work, you know? Um. I'll, you know, it's such a it's a myth because I'd say ninety nine percent of the parents are amazing and are there for the kids. Okay. So you're talking about the one percent, and I can I can in you know fifteen, sixteen, seventeen years I've been doing this, I can name on one hand. Really? Yes. So you but don't run into those them. five are so bad that they give everybody else <laughs> a name. terrible rep. Right. I'm I'm curious about the people that 
aren't here because if you're in Los Angeles and you're a parent or you're in yeah. New York and you're a parent, it's not as challenging to get your child into a school like yours. You're right. here, so it doesn't take as it's not as big of a time commitment as opposed to like one of my best friends grew up in Miami. She turned to her parents every day, I want to be an actress, I want to be an actress, I want to be an actress. I'm serious about this. So when she was 13, her family uprooted their whole life and moved here for her to be an actress. I have um, that too. She's very, very successful now, by the way, and her family is very happy for that choice. But it could have not turned out that way. What is your advice to parents listening right now that don't live in one of those major cities if they're having a child who says to them, this is my dream, let me do it? This is what I say. Wherever they live, and even in remote places, there are ways to get agents, even regional agents. I would get a regional agent. So if you live in Las Vegas, there's agents in Las Vegas. If you live in St. Louis, Missouri, there's agents in St. Louis. They're not the biggest agents, but they're agents. I would go and sign up with those agencies and see if you start to get work regionally. If you get a couple jobs or get a few things, then I would seriously consider jumping. If you don't, then I would still pursue it, maybe go to college and pursue it. Um, You know, definitely take it seriously. High school shows, elementary school shows. shows. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So depend on how you do in your local market. If you do well in your local market, then I would be all for trying L.A. for – and, no, you know, a mom called me one time, and they were from Philadelphia, and she was bringing her daughter out for pilot season. I think the little girl was like 9 or 10, and she was so scared. She was like, well, what if this happens, and what if this happens, and how do I do this? And I said, look, I said, I just got to be honest with you. You're only coming for six weeks. You're not going to break her in six weeks. Right. You're not going to break her. Right. She's she's a little kid. You're staying in a nice place. Oakwoods? Uh, no, not Oakwoods. <laughs> but you're staying in a nice place. You obviously have the means to support you guys here. So you can right. have food and have it rent a car. I said, you're not going to break her in six weeks. Yeah. So that mom keeps coming back every season because it was happy and the kid loved it. And so I've had that kid now for many years. And she's now. So like, they come to study with you. And while, what, what is she doing while she's home? Plays, okay. uh, school stuff, community stuff—the stuff I did. Okay, you know whatever's in your market, that's what you should do. I didn't—I didn't know about agents when I was little, so I just did play after play after play, and I produced and helped run and do that company, like the rep company, and um, I did community theater, and then I did get an agent, and I did start to get jobs originally. Right. Yeah, I, little things like yeah, of you know, course. Like, I little was background in a movie, but I was you know yeah. it was a union job, and I was paid a lot of money, and I, just to learn how to be on a set and to learn the pr- protocol and the right. etiquette. Right. A lot of this, guys, mirrors my two-year plan that I talk about. uh, And I had the other episode, which is, you know, should I move? What Lisa's saying, it kind of dovetails exactly with what I said about, you know, really feeling out regionally where you are and then, you know, expanding if you want to. But one thing that I know Lisa and I would agree on is you never go with an agency that asks you to pay them a lot of money up front. That is not okay. So parents, no matter where in the country, no you matter are, where nope. in the country, if they have a big, uh, that a lot of these things will have huge casting calls. Um, they're like, we're have we're and the, and they'll sign everybody, and then they just collect a ton of money. Yes, and anyone who asks you and says you must use our photographer, you must use our coaches and teachers, and you to to start our program, it's five hundred dollars yes. or a thousand dollars. Run screaming. That yes. is not legitimate. Also, if somebody solicits you, run screaming. Meaning, if someone comes up to you at a mall, which I've had happen okay. to me and to my students, but. Me personally, with my son, if someone comes up to you and tries to solicit you to a school, oh, your son's so cute. He should be an actor. 
run because if it's a reputable company school, I don't need to solicit anybody. I, I have a wait list. 250 kids waiting. I don't need that. I don't need to beg people to come to my program. Mm. I don't need to say, oh, your son's cute. Right, no, right, right. No, call me, email me. I'll put you on the list. Right. And we'll get you in as soon as I can. Yeah. But, but I don't need to solicit people. I have all agent, manager right. recommendations. And right. I, and I, I also, too, recommend agent managers. So yeah. like, I have a whole working system. Right. system. system. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to go up to people at the Grove and say, hey. I see cute. that all the time. Oh, your kid's so cute. Do you want my car? And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. And they get so excited, new people to the yeah, city. Yeah, like, I've had oh. it happen to my son. It happened to a friend's kid. Um, I've had it happen to students. It's always in public places. And there's, and I'm not going to go into it, but there's there's a couple um, schools here that Oh, yeah. Yeah, that. definitely do that. But I will not. I don't talk. Ill, so, so. What, so that's what you don't want. Nope. What do you want? What should a parent in, you know, maybe in a different city that couldn't, you know, come to your school? They're going to a place in Chicago or a place in Atlanta. Atlanta. Hmm. What should they look for? What are the okay. things they should look for well, in a kid's Well, here's the thing. All of us school? with the with the age of Skype, we all Skype. So, I give Skype lessons. Okay. So there's always yeah, I that. Do too. I give Skype lessons. Yeah. So I have clients all over the country. I have a lot of clients in New York and Texas. But in any hub, whether it be Chicago or Atlanta, I have people everywhere. Okay. So if I can't do it, I know someone that can, that at least that is reputable, that will point them in the right direction, that they're not going to get scammed. Okay. Like I have contacts in Atlanta that I know are reputable people, casting people, and I have contacts in Louisiana, and I have contacts all over Texas, people that are good people, honest, ethical people. So in any of the major areas, I would know, or if they're like a state away and they would have to come in, but I at least know contacts that right. would but so help. If somebody's sitting at home listening right now and they don't know you, how do they find those contacts? Um, okay. Well, you can go to any – I've actually had this conversation with uh, parents before. You can go to your university, your local university, even if it's not close. Okay. That local university will have a theater department. That theater department will have teachers. Those teachers will know people. There you go. That's yeah. how you do it. That's great. Um, also, there'll be film schools in every city. Almost every city has some kind of film school. You can go and find those film schools and ask to be put in their casting logs so that you can be part of their student films, that you can be part of. And maybe you might be background. But like for me, when I started, I was thrilled to be background because that helps you learn how to be on a set and how, yeah. oh, that's that guy tells you to do this. And oh, right. I have to do this. And and these and, lights. And, and, oh, those. The, oh, that guy's with the mic. Okay. Like you just learn. It was like on on the job training. Yeah. Do you think it transitions? So if your child says they want to be in TV and movies, do you think it's okay to have them theater all the time? Does Girl, it... I'm theater all the time. <laughs> and what does I that just, mean? That means I. <laughs> that means you should I start training. Love there. musical theater. No, I just I'm my background's theater. I grew up in theater. I produced theater. I've directed theater. I've been in lots and lots of plays. So it's just. Um, the, it's the, all of the it. theater is the actors is the actor genre. Film right. and film and television is the editor's genre. Acting, Interesting. Theater is they can't stop you from doing whatever you want when you're on stage, but they can change any performance you give with an editor's with a cut. So you're saying like if you really want to get into it, have them do plays first. Well, if any they training, can. any if training they is good. Right. Anytime a talent show, a play at school, community theater, right. high school theater, college theater, any any place that you can get around people that are serious and want to express themselves that way. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Can it mature into something else and to a higher level? Absolutely. But you've got to go 
with what's around you. Yeah, yeah. All right, so how do you know your training, your kids' training, kids at your school, how do you know when you think, okay, now it's time for us to get the headshots and the agents? Um, I just know. Well, I'm saying as a parent. Oh, as a parent. Like, well, in, and not you know, in your very, school. Like, very, I know you know, but, I uh, mean, they, they're okay. somewhere else. They're going to a different school. How do they know when to? Um, when a kid starts getting cast a lot, whether it be community theater, whether it be in high school, if a kid starts getting offered roles, right. getting offered things, even if they're not pay. If right. they start getting cast regularly, then it's probably time. Okay. And I don't mean in the chorus. I mean if they start getting parts. Right. Even if it's community theater. Right. Anything. High school. If they get a nice part in their high school play, they're probably ready to right. start at least auditioning for commercials. That's kind of what I did. Yeah. I was That's what I did, the, too. Lead, you know, big parts in every show in high school and yeah. the community. And then I was like, okay. I think um, it's time. But yeah, I think it's time. If they're not getting cast locally, then it's not time. Okay. Yeah. And then I mm. think the other thing that I think most people are worried about, there's, you said, shady characters. In the business, so now you, you start, you get an agent, you start going out. How do you, as a parent, protect your kids from unscrupulous people in this business? What is the thing they should keep their eyes open for or be aware of at all times? One, we did give you one. Anyone who asks you for money up front for right. any service whatsoever, obviously not headshots or anything like that, but any service where you don't, um, you usually don't get paid up front. Well, there's two you things. You mean an agent or manager? Yeah, you don't yeah agent or manager. Front, to be specific. But, coach, but even if you class. say you can be in our theater company, oh, come and join our kids' theater company. It's uh, $800 to join the company or something. Some companies have some sort of payment to get yeah, in. Yeah, like West Coast Ensemble used to have a rep. We had dues every month, but that's, yeah, how, but but that's, that's not different. what I'm talking Yeah, that's yeah, different. That's different. Um, well, I just know I have two things for my kids, and my kids both work professionally. Um, I know, first of all, they're never left alone, ever, never. Do you mean al Ever. alone with an adult or you mean alone by themselves? They're never left alone on set alone, okay. un unsupervised, ever. But, okay, so does that – can that mean another kid or right. do you mean an adult is always there? That's what I think. Mom and dad are always there. Okay. My kid goes to change. I'm outside the dressing room waiting. My kid has a scene. I'm in watching from, you know, wherever they tell me I can watch. I'm not sitting there behind the camera, but whatever sure. they say I can watch. My eyeballs are on my child at all times. Okay. Other so than if they use the restroom or something. If they're in hair and makeup, I'm there. Okay. So you just—they're never alone. That's one, and then two. Um, we turned down a lot of stuff for my son and my daughter because okay. of content. Okay. I I use the rule for myself personally. Um, if my grandma could watch this episode of this or this movie or this series and say this is great, that's how I know it's okay for okay. my children to do. Okay. If I know, oh my my grandma would be like, "What are you doing?" No, okay. I'm embarrassed. So that's my rule of thumb. But everybody's different. Everybody's different. I have different. a very edgy grandma, so I can't really go by that. <laughs> what about curse so, words? What are your Every child's different. My daughter had and not anymore cuz she's 17, but my daughter had a huge fear of firearms. Okay. Huge I don't know why. We don't have a gun. We don't okay. have guns around us. Huge fear of firearms. So well, it's hard not to she when you see the news. Yeah. She wouldn't. But yeah, but this was before all that. Okay. She just had this thing about firearms. And I remember her getting really close to getting a lead in a movie where the, the little girl had to turn the gun on her father. And she couldn't. Do, my daughter was like, I'm not doing this. Okay. And I'm like, okay. You can't you force were, them. I mean, it's right. like she's going to be a hysterical so scared news, or, nervous wreck. Right. And then she was doing a... An episode of she played uh, Eric Dane's daughter on Last Ship on TNT, and there was a scene where these guards came and they stopped in the car, 
and they had these big, huge spotlights on the car. They were fleeing. They were trying to escape and all these guards. It was almost like Nazi Germany with, like, the dogs and the mm-hmm, guards and the guns. Mm-hmm. And they pulled the gun on the car and my daughter was in the back seat and she lost her cookies. Like, lost <laughs> her cookies. Like, she went crazy. And the woman playing her mother, who just happened to be a friend of mine, who I had done a soap opera with, she was supposed to be dying. And I remember <laughs> leaning in the car going, Tracy, Grace is freaking out. And she was like... I'll, I'll try to handle it. And she's had, you know, makeup sores all over her hand. And she's like, Grace, it's okay. It's okay. Please. And so they said, cut, cut. And we pulled Grace out of the car. And the guy that had screamed at the car and pulled the gun on her, he's like, come on, let's go get craft service. Like, yeah. He tried to calm her down. Like, let's go get a soda, little girl that's sobbing hysterically. Like, like, I'm your friend. Remember, I'm the guy that was playing games with you for a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Do we you had, as the mom run in at that? Or you oh, don't? She, you? I, she lost cookies like yeah. she lost it like but yeah. you do run in or you oh i ran in oh, i was did. like oh i ran yeah in. yeah 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 but at that point they knew me they that, knew, that whole they, they set knew me. like she'd done a lot of episodes like they knew like i they knew if i was there there was a reason i wasn't bugging anybody she was hysterical like, yeah hysterical the guns were this big and yeah. spotlights and german shepherds yeah and dogs barking and people screaming it was like I had that like, in the beginning of jury duty. They had real SWAT guys, and they were pulling the guns, and they said, uh, I said, yeah, it's time to check the guns. And the guy goes, dude, we're running late. You're, you're good. And I went, no, we're not. Mm-hmm. And every single one of those SWAT guys had to take apart their gun and show me. Because literally I had yeah, seven guns pointed point at my, my temple. We've yeah. heard horror stories. Yeah, exactly. So you you know, you know, just do your due diligence. these guys felt so bad because they had to do take after take and this little girl sobbing hysterically and, and they're like, Grace, remember me? Lulu, hi. Hi, honey. See, I'm John, but it the works nice for guy. This, but it does sound like it works for the scene anyway. Her mom's dead in the back seat. It, it, she's and, dying. Dying of the plague. But, yeah. <laughs> That's another story Use it. Use day. it. That's a story for another day. Well, so this is this is what was very interesting. I my first role was people under the stairs and Brandon Adams, who was also in um, uh, Mighty Ducks, a couple of Mighty Ducks movies, a young African American actor, and was also in The Sandlot. I remember his grandma was saying, I mean, there's a lot of cussing in people under the stairs, and there's cannibalism and sodomy and like crazy stuff, but. He's the hero that saves the neighborhood and and from the mean people. So that's the way they kind of worked it. Like she said, "Oh, I don't really like the cussing or whatever," but it you know it helped him a it ton. Just, it helped him, different. and every family's different. Every but family's the grandma different. grandma did not like the cussing a lot, and and you know Wes talked to her and said, "Remember, he's the hero." But he, she was okay because, again, he loved it and wanted yes. to do it. And I uh, had a little girl who was the lead in a movie, American Girl movie, and they made a doll after her. And okay. the parents were really religious, and that was it. That was that, and so that they said it. no. They pulled her. They, yeah. She was absolutely amazing. But what does that have to do with being religious? Because the content of so many of shows had swearing. They oh. had so many things that they weren't comfortable with. So not with. with American Girl. No, no, no. With... American Girl, they loved and yeah. they loved it. But after that, she was offered so many things that were not to their standard. Some parents are okay with cussing. Some parents are okay with um, uh, tons of, yeah, really dark stuff. stuff. Yeah, dark lots stuff. of dark stuff. Um, uh, my son played a neo-Nazi in a a white supremacist in a TV show and he had to say some stuff and when we were... He was how old? He was eight. And that was the shocking thing because he said to me, Mom, I didn't even know people could say things like this. And I said, here's the thing though. I said, this is why this is so important because if an adult says these 
bad things. That's bad. But if a child says it, it's like getting water in your face. I said, Henry, you're, you're raising people's awareness about how gross this is because it's shocking coming out of a child's mouth. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, oh. I said, so this is important for you to do this for that reason because yeah. the little boy changed. Right, and he, he went to an horrible. Arc. Yeah, the guy adopted him, and they and they and they he got better, and he he realized that it was he was wrong at the way. beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. as the parent, is it important to then talk to them about what is right and wrong, and what side of and why you're making you're your on, choices? Right. But I think what what I'm hearing Lisa saying is the rules of your house just apply. The rules of your house. Some people are okay with nudity. Some people are okay with <clears throat> violence. Some people are okay with language. I'm personally okay with some language. Um, my son loves to say bad words if he can. That's awesome. But I, I'm not comfortable with it in our lives. But then you talk to him and you say, okay, you just uh, said the S word, but you need to make sure you don't say that in school. Of course. You know, of so course. you yeah. have to sit down. Yeah. He knows. That's why he loves it because he gets to do things right, like that he wouldn't do, do in real life, you know? Well, so. that's amazing information. And very quickly, because Mr. Fontavis is saying we have to wrap, but Stories from the Set is going to be the set of How High <laughs> with Lisa Picard and I. It was a pi- – what was it? It was a pilot for – was it a Disney pilot or a network pilot? It was but a network pilot. It was a network pilot, but we were both going to be possible recurrings as students if it went forward. And I just remember them shooting the pilot, and there was some weird room above the stage that you and I hung out with for hours, like because you're there for like three days. And I knew Lisa already. So when she got cast, I was like, yeah, I know somebody. That's and great. we just hung there for days, and I remember just watching the pilot being filmed, and we'd walk down and do our little bit, and then come back up, and we were just Denise hanging Richards. there for like three. Yeah, Denise Richards. Was the lead. I played her best friend. Oh, that's Dang. right. Yes, Denise Richards, who was yeah. on The Housewife of Beverly Hills last night. Yes. Because I watched it. Exactly. I think she's on a regular on the show. Yeah, oh, she's she a is. regular now. And then yeah. the other girl, Kyle, was David's sister on the show that he did Down to Earth, so I know two people on that show. Yeah. I know yeah. Kyle as well. Kyle, yeah, Kyle's that's at our so wedding. That's so funny. That is wild. Yes, she's but that's, my, that's our stories from the set. Lisa, I cannot thank you enough. I think that's Hope so no, so I, helpful. It's a lot so of information that effort. parents need to and have. And I love that you're you know your child directed. You know, you know, it's about them Absolutely. like letting 100%. them take it, but not obviously become brats or anything nope. like that. But nope. just know that they're the ones. So, where can we find you, Roxy? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And where can we find out about you and your school, Lisa? Uh, Lisa Picot Young Actor Workspace. So nice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. Yep, look all, it up. Look it up. Yeah, find me, Mr. Fantabulous. You guys can find me at Jeffrey C. Graham on Twitter, and I'm everywhere at, at that guy SMW and Sean Whalen Peeps on Facebook. As always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 